Welcome to another Tyrius Cast. I'm Jim McGregor, and I'm joined today by our newest Tyrius Research Analyst, Steve Liebson. I'm very happy to introduce him. He's now part of, I guess, what we're going to call ourselves, the Fab Four, the Fabulous Foursome. I don't know what we are. I guess we'll figure that out later. But, you know, just like myself, Kevin and Francis, he's got a lot of industry and engineering experience to bring to the party. He's also somebody you may have seen in the press already because he's written for publications like EDN, uh, like myself and Kevin, Microprocessor Report, and most recently he writes for the EE Journal. So it's another publication you're going to see, hopefully not only Steve, but Tyrius Research in here soon. So with that, I'll let Steve get a brief introduction to himself. Steve, what should we know about you? Oh, thanks, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's a pleasure to be joining Tyrius at this time. I guess the first thing to do is to state that basically I'm an engineer. I spent 10 years as a design engineer for companies like Hewlett-Packard and Cadnetics, if you remember Cadnetics PCB layout. And then I jumped to journalism and started working for EDN Magazine. And the short story there is that EDN ran a full-page ad saying that they were looking for an engineer in Texas or in Colorado, or in Chicago, who wanted to cross over to journalism. And so I volunteered, I took the test, and amongst all the applicants, they picked me, and I asked them how many other applicants there were, and they said, besides you, none. So that's how I got, <laughs> that's how I got to EDN Magazine, where I spent 11 years, finally became editor-in-chief, and then went off for my first consulting gig as Beacon Technology Partners, where we did primary market research for electronics companies, and then crossed over back into journalism to take over as editor-in-chief of Microprocessor Report briefly, and then switched over to marketing, where I started with Tensilica and spent eight years marketing IP cores, microprocessor IP cores, and then to consulting and back and forth from consulting to EDA at Cadence, and then finally, five years at Xilinx and two years at Intel, analyzing and marketing FPGAs. And so here I am today. You know, Steve, you bring up a good point. There are not too many engineers that really want to be analysts or want to write for a living. And, you know, I guess we're four of them and maybe the only four. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's something wrong with us. I'm not quite sure. No, it's just that it's a small elite group. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, we're special. <laughs> well, you know, Steve, for all those listeners, you know that we cover a lot of things in Tyrius Research, anything from the sensors to the cloud. We really focus on the technology and what everything means in terms of the market inflection points and everything. So, Steve, you know, there's a lot going on in the industry right now, everything from AI to 5G to autonomous vehicles. What really excites you about the market right now? I think it's the explosion in everything. Processing power is just so available that we can throw it at just about anything, which is so different from when I started where microprocessors were expensive. Now microprocessors cost like something like transistors used to cost. So we can throw almost an unlimited amount of processing power at anything. I think one of the most exciting things is the application of machine learning to conquer a whole lot of problems that used to be too difficult to solve to use machine recognition in even the simplest of things like vibration analysis to let us know when motors are about to die. I mean, just by looking at the vibrations of the motor shaft, it's unbelievable how much processing power we can bring to bear 
and what kind of ingenuity we can bring to bear at using these tools to make everything better. Absolutely. You know, I used to work for General Dynamics Space Systems, and I've seen so many simulation systems that are out there now where you can design everything from the silicon all the way up through a full driving environment and simulate everything throughout the process. Siemens has a product called Pave360 that does that, and it still amazes me. I'm like, I wish I had this when I was an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It is phenomenal. And, you know, we've both been in the industry long enough to where we've seen a graveyard of technologies that seemed really innovative and kind of died away. Ironically, right now, you mentioned that there's an explosion of everything. We're seeing a lot of these technologies come back. You know, UWB kind of failed as a communications technology, but now we're using for very exact location analysis and being able to open car doors. Where did we go from uh, ultra-wideband communications to car doors? Or AI, you know, now we're looking at concepts that were around 20 years ago, like analog computing and optical computing, all these different things that, you know, we thought of or were kind of evaluated 20 years ago and never went anywhere. Yeah, I, I think the best example of that is something that most of us have probably sitting on our kitchen counter, which is Alexa. I mean, the capabilities that Alexa has were illustrated back in 1968 and 2001 of Space Odyssey. They're essentially the capabilities that HAL displayed, where you could ask HAL any question or ask HAL to do anything, and he'd do it. And these days, Alexa does that in my house. For example, Alexa turns on the under cabinet lights so that if my hands are full in the kitchen, I don't have to actually put something down turn the lights on. That's technology that we would have thought unthinkable 20 years ago. And now it's a $20 or $30 puck that you stick on your counter. Oh, exactly. It is amazing where we've come in a very short period of time. And just to give you a heads up, everyone, Steve is currently in San Jose, but he's going to be moving to, much like myself in the middle of nowhere, but he's going to be moving to a very nice place in Utah. So we're going to have analysts now in Texas, California, well, kind of California. He's sometimes in Hawaii with a condo there. It's Kevin. And Francis in Las Vegas and myself in the middle of nowhere in eastern Arizona. So very diverse, enjoying the outdoors, enjoying the freedom we have with technology today, you know, being able to work from anywhere, anytime, anyhow. So Steve, what else should we know about you? You're moving to kind of a remote area or a small area, definitely, you know, out of the big city. So, you know, what really attracts you beyond technology? Well, the reason that we're moving to outside of St. George, Utah, is simply the sheer beauty of the country. The subdivision that we're going to be in fronts up against some tremendous red bluffs uh, dominated by something called Red Mountain. Just the beauty is incredible. I mean, that's where Zion and Bryce are, so you can get some sort of an idea of what it looks like there. There's a small state park just outside of St. George called Snow Canyon, which is actually where, believe it or not, John Wayne shot a movie in the mid-50s where he played Genghis Khan. It takes the place of, of the Gobi Desert, but it, it's just beautiful as well, and there's no people in it. So the thing that drew us there was really quality of life and the beauty of the place. I absolutely agree with you. Actually, not far from there is also the old township of Perea where they filmed the outlaw Josie Wales. <laughs> I've hiked all over that area. If our listeners don't know, I also live in this area just south of the Petrified Forest and Painted Desert. This is the area that they call the Grand Circle. It's also called the Colorado Plateau. But if you look up grandcircle.org, there's just tons of information and all these national parks and state parks and national monuments in this area that just really make you appreciate the Southwest. Yeah, the Southwest is just an incredibly beautiful place. 
we admired it when we lived in Colorado and we're finally getting back there 30 years later. Well, and I want to let our listeners know that Steve is hitting the ground running. He's going to be at SC21. At least I think he's going to be at SC21. That's the plan. <laughs> in the next couple yep. of weeks. That's the plan. And uh, we're all going to be at CES. I know there's been, you know, still some question about who's going or who's not going to CES, but we're definitely going to be there. So if you want to book meetings with any of us, we'll give you our contact information at the end here. Steve, thanks for joining me today. Is there anything else you want to tell Tyrius Research listeners? Sure. I want to encourage them to, to come to us anytime they think they may have something interesting because we have so many different outlets to disseminate that information. And we have such collected experience among the four of us that we're pretty much ready to handle any technological task that you could probably think of. And just to add to that real quickly, we are geeks. We love technology. Right. Absolutely right. <laughs> so I think with that, it brings us to a wrap of another Tyrius cast. Please remember that Tyrius Research is a market research and advisory firm that provides custom research and advice to the entire high-tech ecosystem from sensors to the cloud. This includes custom market sizing, product and company competitive analysis, M&A evaluations, product and corporate strategic planning, marketing strategies, and pretty much anything else. If you'd like more information about Tyrius Research or inquiries about our services, please contact us directly. You can reach Steve at steve at tyriusresearch.com. That's T-I-R-I-A-S research.com. Or Kevin at tyriusresearch.com for Kevin Crewell. Francis, that's F-R-A-N-C-I-S at tyriusresearch.com. Or myself, Jim at tyriusresearch.com. You can also visit our website at www.tyriusresearch.com. And please keep up with us on social media. You can reach our corporate one at Tyrius Research on Twitter or at Steve Leibson at Crewell, that's K-R-E-W-E-L-L for Kevin Crewell, at F Sideco, F-S-I-D-E-C-O for Francis Sideco, and at Tech Strategist, that's T-E-K-S-T-R-A-T-E-G-I-S-T, Tech Strategist for myself, Jim McGregor. Also look for our articles and podcasts in Forbes, EE Times, ECT News, Microelectronics in Taiwan, if you read Mandarin Chinese, and soon EE Journal. In addition, we also have white papers posted on our website and a link to our newsletter, which you can also subscribe to if you'd like it sent directly to your email. The newsletter comes out typically monthly and covers a variety of topics, especially the ones we cover in our articles, research, and white papers. You can also find Tertius Cast on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. Just search for Tertius Research. And with that, I want to thank Steve and thank all of you for joining us. If you have any feedback on this Tertius Cast or recommendations for future Tertius Cast, Please contact us directly at Steve at Tyrius Research, Kevin at Tyrius Research, Francis at Tyrius Research, or Jim at Tyrius Research. Thank you, and have a great day. Bye, everybody.